Hello and welcome to Off the Shelf, Voice of Transformers Collectors Club Australia. I'm going to just throw caution to the wind with the run sheet and just uh, introduce uh, introduce Saul first. Uh, I'm Jason. Uh, you've you've heard my voice in the past, and joining me tonight we have uh, we have Bill. Hello. Say, say hello. Hey, we, are, we are down two of our regular hosts tonight. Uh, Brad and Daniel are away for reasons known and reasons unknown. Brad was uh, Brad is un- unavailable because he's out on the road trucking. Mm. Um, we're not actually sure. We're not actually where? sure where Daniel's gone. Leather and lace convention. Fair enough. You know, like I it, look. If I got an invite to a leather and lace convention, I'd probably skip out on the podcast as yeah, well. Ditto, man. I was obviously we're not cool enough. I don't know. <laughs> So, uh, in in the absence of a couple of our regular hosts, we have uh, scoured far and wide out of the people that we've chatted to on Skype in the past few weeks, and uh, we've got Hayden Vandenberg joining us tonight for episode six. Uh, Hayden, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. It's excellent. It's good to see that your uh, it's good to see that your bandwidth is uh, still in place after our reporter yeah, detect yeah. recording <laughs> episode earlier. Um, so, yeah, uh, Hayden, you're in, you're coming to us live from Canberra tonight. Yes, I am. Capital Australia. Thank you for reminding us of that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if we wanted to be reminded of that. I know. There's nothing really much else to say about Canberra. (laughs) Fair fair enough. It's okay. You can bring the facts. Uh, So, look, tell us a little bit about yourself, Hayden. Tell us mostly about your Transformers collecting habits. That's really what we want to know. Um, But, yeah, so how long have you been collecting Transformers for? Um, I started collecting Transformers... um, just after the first Transformers movie, uh, the Bayverse movie. He's a young one. No, oh, no. Bayverse. No, I only started collecting then. Yeah. Um, I, I did grow up with the Transformers cartoons. Um, I grew up in the Beast Wars era. So that was one of my first big, actually, was Beast Wars Bantor, I believe it was. The uh, Lion Baboon, I think it was. Right, so so you actually started Transformers with Beast Wars, so this whole like turning into vehicles thing is kind of weird, right? Uh, no, because they also kept replaying the cartoons as well, like the old uh, G one cartoons. So yeah, Beast Wars was the weird one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I look. We've talked about this before, but like, I I can't really I can't really get behind Beast Formers. But yeah, we'll see. Bill, you've 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 also weighed in on this topic before, haven't you? I probably waited in a lot of things, Jason. Many, many times, yes. Many, many times. So. All right, I'm going to stop trying to get your opinion of Beast Formers, and we're just going to move on to a little bit of uh, community news. <laughs> so uh, you can become a paid and proud member of the Transformers Collectors Club Association. I keep saying Association Australia for just $5. Send a private message to the big boss who is absent tonight, that is Brad Oztron Prime, to get your membership underway. I'll just point out, membership of the Facebook group and membership of the club is actually a separate thing. We do welcome everyone to come in and join the discussion on Facebook, but uh, as a paid and proud member of the club, you will get a few extra things here and there. Mm-hmm. So membership fees go to the purchase of raffle, raffle prizes, uh, participation at conventions like Supernova and more. So this week we have a grand total of 66 paid and proud members and we have 951 members in the Facebook group. Um, so it's growing. We're, we're heading towards that thousandth member in the uh, in Facebook. It's It looks pretty exciting, really. <laughs> Exciting times ahead. Oh, yeah. A thousand members. A thousand members. When we, when we actually hit a thousand members is when the uh, universe implodes. 
and a raffle will be held. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, look! I think if there's a, if there's a time that the raffle is not on, it's uh, you know, it's it's pretty rare. So look, um, let's let's take a little time because we are actually we are actually a community that's based on Facebook, and we like to take a little bit of time to point out some of our favourite posts on the Facebook group each week. Now, I've written mine in the uh, in the run sheet, but I want to I want to talk about your you guys. Both of you have your preferences this week, and it's pretty damn cool. Mm, you can't uh, beat Diaclone commercials. No, and these are the uh, original ones for uh, Optimus. I believe was one of them. I yep. forget what the other one was. Yeah, so, was it Ultra Magnus? So there's, there's actually quite a lot of Diaclone commercials have come up in the group this year, this, this week. Yeah. Um, I see, so Jason McEvil posted a video of Optimus before he was Optimus. Um, then there was a, an Ultra Magnus commercial as well. There's Dinobots. Uh, there's actually an ad for the Diaclone version of Devastator. Mm-hmm. Um, a triple changer and car robots, the Porsche 935 Turbo, better known to us all as Jazz. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm actually pretty impressed with these ads because, like, they're they're sort of like stop motion animation. Oh, yeah. I, I think they're hilarious because everything can fly from uh, Optimus to Jazz to Wheeljack. Although Wheeljack isn't much of a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this before. Apparently, Wheeljack's always been able to fly. He's got the moves; he just doesn't like to use them. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, all the all the Diaclone bots can fly. Um, it's not. I don't actually know from the commercial what Optimus's, uh, or, or rather Convoy's, um, purpose is within the Diaclone groups. You know, to be honest, I actually don't really know what the deal is with uh, with the Diaclone series as such. Like the Diaclone Diaclone figures are meant to have pilots, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. And I guess I guess Prime does have space for a pilot in his chest. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And a yeah, and. Uh, uh, a lot of the old G1 toys still have those. Um, for example, the Insecticons all have their chess pieces that can open up and fit someone inside, as well as the um, Dinobots. Yep, and uh, the Seekers have all got them as well. Yeah. Um, so, actually, the the as we've been calling them, pre-Transformers, Transformers, uh, that actually will figure back into some of the collection news a little bit later on in the show. So um, I wanted to also talk about my... So possibly the most interesting post I saw this week was actually one that broke out today. Um, Kai McFly had a discussion topic about... Uh, and you know, it, might, it might actually send some people to sleep, I don't know. Uh, PayPal fees... Because um, if you when you when you're selling goods to someone online, if you're selling transformers to another collector in the group, then we'll often take payment via PayPal. And one of the things with PayPal's buyer protection is that if you select PayPal gives you two options when you when you're sending money to someone, it's say you're sending money to friends or family, in which case there's no fees. Uh, or you can say that you're sending money for goods or services, in which case the person who receives the money loses a cut of that money to basically pay for fraud protection and things like that. So what Kai was asking is uh, people's opinion on how he lists prices in his in his listings as to whether he, whether he should list um, you know, X fees or include fees. And there was an interesting discussion that came about. He said that uh, the discussion actually sort of spilled over from another group that he's a member of. And I think he eventually decided to withdraw his membership of that group. <laughs> that ended well. I know. It's, um, that was, that was pretty interesting, but uh, it, it seems like, it seems like as Will was saying last week, um, we seem to be able to carry on quite a nice uh, considered discussion in the, in the TCCA group. 
and I quite like it. It's one of the things that really appeals to the appeals to me about the group. Um, people can put bring up both sides of the argument as to whether they should send, list it with fees or not, and people can have a calm, collected discussion about the uh, implications of it. And yeah, yeah I, I really quite appreciated it. So here's here's my question then: If you are going to buy from someone on the group, do you pay for goods or services, or do you actually uh, do you just send it to family and friends? Well, see, when when I'm looking at this, um, both people are using PayPal. So my understanding would be um, if there's a fee, uh, I think it should be split between the buyer and the seller because they're both using the same system. So that's so interesting that's PayPal opinion. doesn't actually do that, though. Um, yeah. And so uh, like ostensibly the idea is that... Uh, if you're buying, if you're paying for goods or services, then it's coming from a commercial entity, and they can take PayPal taking that cut out of their fees. But if you're selling, if you're selling a transformer online to someone that you don't know, that person misses out on buyer's protection if they choose family and friends. So it's a question of do you yeah. allow the seller to go for buyer protection at the rate that you advertise it, or do you ask them to look, you know, add ten bucks onto the price or something if they're going to send it for goods and services. Well, as long as it's informed in the sales post, I don't see an issue with it. Because at, at, the, end so. of the, at the end of the day, it's an agreement between the buyer and the seller. And if the buyer yeah. says, look, you know, you know, X transformer is 50 bucks plus 3% PayPal fee, and then the seller reads, understands, and accepts those conditions, then, well, you know, what do you got to fall back on? Yeah. Well, I was going to say... Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say the, the uh, example used in the post was a thousand dollars, and it was a thirty-dollar payment. I was thinking, you know, if you're paying a thousand dollars, you probably do want to get that insured. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, like once once you do get above the few hundred dollars, and it does actually become quite, you know, it does become you know quite a uh, quite a case of well, you wanting to protect your money until you get your item. It's uh, I mean, it's the kind of reason. It, it's the reason why uh, escrow services used to exist, and. In many ways, it's a modern escrow because um, there's a, it's just a little bit of insurance to make sure that one side doesn't screw the other. Mm. Yep. So, look, let's move on from that. Um, I do want to give special mention to Isaac Moore, uh, who posted on the group uh, earlier today that he sadly lost his cousin Melanie in a car accident. And I just want to look, hopefully Isaac's listening to this when it comes out. Uh, yeah, uh, our condolences from everyone at Off the Shelf and the TCCA committee just can't even imagine how tragic that would be and such a terrible loss of life. Um, very, very sorry to hear about that earlier today. Mm. Our condolence to Isaac and his family. Yeah. Now, uh, look, I think we might uh, I think we might start on, the, uh, start on some of the news, shall we? Uh, I, I, had, I had a couple of sections in the news... Um, when we started doing this, the sections were really easy because we had generations. We had Combiner Wars, Takara, and Third Party. Now I've got a really awkward section this week. It's called Stuff You Read, Consume, Watch, and Play, um, which mm-hmm. I don't think is working as a section, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so a couple of a couple of some news on um, some news on some comics first. It's not it's not the comic that you think it is. Angry Birds Transformers issue number four. There are previews <laughs> online. Do you guys read this comic? No. No, I didn't even know they had issues and let alone managed to get to a fourth. Angry Birds should no. No. Do you play do you play the game? Yes, yes. But yeah, no. I've I've played I've played the game and I kinda like I kinda like it. I really 
I don't like the artificial weight that's required to get to certain levels. Um, and yeah. so that's the point at which I tend to just like, usually I play the game when I'm on a plane going somewhere. And so, um, I'll play a few levels and it's like, Oh, you have to wait half an hour. It's like, screw that. I'll go and do something else. And then half an hour later, there's a notification pops up going, Hey, you can play this level. I'm like, mm, okay, I'll go back to it. <laughs> but like, well, otherwise, like, otherwise, like if, if I'm on the train and I have to wait half an hour, forget it. I'm at work by that time. Well, I will admit I did buy the um, Angry Birds Optimus Prime little figure guy that um, can be used in the game. I haven't seen the figures. Like, <clears throat> I, I don't know where to get them. Came up. Target. <laughs> I've, I've, I, like, I've been through the toy section. I guess, look, maybe it's that I only go to the Transformers sections in those toys. Yeah, sections. that would be your problem. There's yeah. uh, sort of like an online game section that they've got for all the Angry Birds and Minecraft sort of stuff. Okay. So, if, so basically what you're saying is that if I go into that aisle, I'm in danger of buying more Transformers figures or more figures that are tangentially Transformers related. Is that right? Mm. Yeah, that would be correct. And you probably immediately regret once you leave the front door. Yeah, yeah I, I will say that um, even though the Angry Birds Optimus transforms, uh, he looks good in his truck mode, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a bit of a stretch to see him in his robot mode. Yeah. I So like, I like Angry Birds and stuff. I've just... I never quite under, I never quite understood the premise of the Transformers Angry Birds one. Was like it seems like it seems like it's Autobot birds and Decepticon birds teaming up to fight I don't know some some random robot birds. Yeah, the eggs. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the eggs. It's like wait on you know in some of the previous games you were supposed to collect eggs. Why are the eggs bad now? I don't get it. Um, I will say the uh, opening video for it was very well done. The old. Uh, Oh, 80s yeah. nostalgia. Yeah. My, so my favorite thing about the game is actually that as you take more and more damage, uh, the signal on the, on the game, like the, the picture just gets more and more degraded. It's really, really well done. It's, it's, it's a nice touch. Uh, anyway, look, let's, let's move on from that. So Angry Birds issue four is coming up. Uh, there is also a Combiner Wars trade paperback um, up for pre-order on, on Amazon. It's 152 pages long, scheduled for release on the 29th, 29th, 25th of August. So it's a while away, which is fair enough because IDW's only just started publishing the comic as Combiner Wars. So, you know, they need to publish a few issues before they can collect them as a trade. Um, speaking of the speaking of the Combiner Wars comic... Uh, that's opened up this week. They started up this week with opening salvo on what used to be Robots in Disguise, issue number 38. Uh, do you guys read the comics? I've been a bit lazy lately, so let's avoid spoilers, please. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, uh, I'll have to... I'll temper my discussion about Combined Wars <laughs> later on. Uh, I, don't, I don't mean to be a sourpuss, but yeah, look, I've got to lift my game when it comes to... Um comics it's okay bill i've just put a strike against your name (laughs) (laughs) uh okay all right look uh so animated fans which i think that counts me and probably no one else (laughs) um i was watching it the other day don't be like that i love animated it's so good uh so the the all spark almanac um is it's the latest it's the latest in these uh, Almanac series that have been uh, coming out over the last few years. And it's, um, oh, it's uh, Jim Sorensen. Uh, he's, been publishing, uh, he's been publishing Almanacs of uh, the... Um, yeah. He's been publishing these collected collections of information about the G1 uh, Transformers series. And they've been fantastic reads. And I'm really, I'm really happy to see an animated one. And I'm going to go and pre-order it. 
that's right. how happy I am to see it because I really, really want to see more animated stuff. Well, I was going to say we've got to be thankful for animators. They gave us some uh, some pretty good characters. Uh, for example, Lugnut and um, oh, well, they gave us Bulkhead as well. Yeah, Bulkhead and I should remember this guy because he was in the last movie. <laughs> Oh, um, lockdown. lockdown, yeah. Yes, yes. So three memorable camera ca- characters from that um, one TV show. Yeah, that's quite right. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, I, I do find that animated gets pretty short shrift amongst TCCA members, so that's why I hesitate to mem- you know, mention it that much. Oh, mention it away. Let's uh, go. <laughs> okay, fine. Look, I love animated. That's it. Anima- animated should have gone to more than three seasons. It was like... It was, there were two seasons of greatness and the third season felt kind of rushed because I think they were just going to go and tie it up anyway but yeah, it was just so good so good I really I really miss it because out of all of the Transformers that, and this is especially the case with us G1 fans right you used to get your figure and you looked at the figure on screen and you look at the figure in your hand and you're like why are they so different Mm. And it's probably it's possibly less the case now because you know there's better manufacturing techniques and everything. But with the animated figures, the animated figures looked just like the, they did on screen. It was so good. Well, I think the toy design process has changed too. You know, so very much computers are yeah. involved. Yeah. Whereas whereas the G1 cartoon was reactive in its approach to the figures because the toys were already there. Mm. Like the animated and the Beast Wars and, you know, everything thus since has been proactive. I think so. so. You'll, you'll, see, you'll see a lot more, you know, approximation of a TV screen character and a toy in hand. I mean, obviously, you're going to have your exceptions to the rule, but, you know, where possible. Well, I was yeah. going to say there were a couple of um, legal changes, for example, with uh, Jetfire's design. Yeah, that's just licensing and money. But if Hasbro, you know, opened their wallet up a bit more instead of being, you know, Timmy Tidass, he probably would have seen yeah. probably Jet Fight cartoon. <laughs> Possibly, yes. Now, Hayden, you were talking a little bit about Transformers Rising earlier. Do you want to tell us about it? Because I actually didn't really know that much about it. Um, I, I heard about the app coming out, and I wasn't exactly sure what it was. And I picked it up today and had a look at it. Um, it's free to get on the iTunes store. Uh, just just search for Transformers Rising. It does um, seem to be on Google Play as well, and I say this okay. is the Android fan in the room. <laughs> and basically it's like that Transformers Legends card game, as far as I can tell. It's pretty much an exact copy, except it's a, a much more complex layout and playstyle. I couldn't really understand what was going on. There was a lot of items being picked up. I could pay for things that I had no idea what I was paying for. And the tutorials basically were videos. You, you couldn't interact with it at all. It just showed you, this is what's going to happen now, and it went ahead without you. Kind of odd. Okay. Yeah. Can I just point out, I've so I've brought up the Transformers Rising page on Google Play. It's got a video, and it's got some screenshots. And the second screenshot shows Optimus Prime and Ultra Magnus and a couple of other Autobots. And I shit you know, it says at the bottom of the, of the image, change form and roll out. <laughs> Don't tell me they've lost a trademark on that phrase too. 
Who would pick it up though? No, yeah, like who would pick that up? It's that scene. It's like there's no there's no trademark on the phrase. It's just, no, I'm just like you know how America's land of the gung ho trademark suits. You know what I mean? I suppose. So, no, but yeah, in all seriousness, that that is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Autobots change form and roll out. Well, I was gonna say who who's picked it up though? Are we gonna expect a? Um, Barbie truck mode now. Barbie transform and roll out. <laughs> oh, thanks, Ken. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so I'm going to have to check that out during the week. We'll, we'll see what happens. I actually have to check a number of things out during the week, including our uh, next batch of stories, which is on Robots in Disguise, the new TV show. Uh, it does appear to be available on iTunes if you're in the US. Yes. Uh, it's not available on iTunes in Australia. I'm not sure if it's available on Google Play either. I'm just going to click through and uh, I'm just going to click through and try and find out. Um, this is going to make for fantastic listening. <laughs> it is. Click, 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 click. Oh, we can always get some background music in. <laughs> can we get the uh, Can we get the uh, music from Perfect Match? Ooh, uh, it does not appear to be in. Uh, does not appear to be on Google Play. Oh, no. What will I do now? You know what is on it, though? Transformers Rescue Bots is on there. And Transformers G1 is on the, is on Google Play as well. It's $2.99 an episode. Holy shit. Wow. How, how much are the DVDs now? Jeez. Well, you can buy the box set for like $40, I think. At least that's what I got. Yeah. So yeah, Transformers G one is uh, yeah, it's a good fifty bucks a season on Google Play. Uh, <laughs> Lol. And uh, Trans- season. <laughs> Transformers Rescue Bots uh, is uh, ten dollars for season one on uh, on Google Play, which has only got five episodes as well. Well, at least they know which is the more valuable. <laughs> well, I guess they sort of do. It's actually kind of funny because I know Rescue Bots, they intended to be a show that ran without Optimus Prime in it, but then they very quickly decided, no, 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 let's put Prime in it. Um, it's it's, it's much mean, better if they have him. Heaven forbid we have a Transformers line without Prime. <laughs> I, I actually, so I actually think that it's actually a plot to get Peter Cullen to say every word in the English language as Optimus Prime so that when Peter Cullen does move on, uh, they, can, mm. they can still have his voice as prime. <laughs> yeah, so, what? Like, sort, of, sort of the way South Park handled Chef. Oh, Chef was awesome. Yeah, I love. Wait, it. he died. Isaac, uh, yes, Hayes, Isaac yeah. Hayes is dead, but um, he also he also distanced himself from South Park. Uh, I was going to say, I, I thought that's what happened. I thought he left the show after the problems he had <laughs> with one of the scripts. Well, yeah, so he did, yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, um, Bill, you were going to say something else there? Uh, you know what? I'm kind of getting over Peter Cullen being everywhere. Like, P- PeterCullenEverywhere.tumblr.com Yeah, like, I mean, it was great, but, like, there's... I don't know. I'm just kind of... Maybe I've just had a bad day. Um, no, uh, I, no, I, no, I, Bill, I, I actually think I actually think you are a bit, a bit of a... You're in a bit of a... Bit of I've a been a mood. mood no, I don't. Yeah, oh, yeah. you are. <laughs> No, I've looked through the run sheet and you're just like, this is shit, this is crap, I don't want this, I don't want that. So, like, yeah, look, that's that's fine. I think you may have had a bad day. Like, come on, like, I get it, Peter Cullen is, like, you know, forever Optimus Prime, but, like, come on, give someone else a go. Like, I mean... So he did. It's kind of weird because... He wasn't Optimus Prime for many, many years. It was only when they came around to do the yeah. uh, to the do the movie that everyone was yeah. like, "Oh, you should get Peter Cullen to do it." 
Yeah, but it's like, okay, he's done his movies, you know, all the G1 fanboys rejoiced. Okay, thank you, go retire. Yeah, and now, now on, when it comes to the TV shows, he doesn't yeah, have to do it, is what you're saying. He doesn't have to do Prime and then, like, okay. I, I will just say, though, one of my favourite things about Transformers Prime was that it had Cullen and Welker as Optimus and Megatron. See, I, again, like, Cullen, he nearly did my head in, man, because every time he looked at Megatron, one shall stand, one shall fall. Like, really? Well, see, I, I think that's the problem with um, Peter Cullen. Like, what I'm starting to see, like, I, I agree with you on this. Um, he is being a bit overexposed. And yeah, he's a bit, he's the, a bit repetitive. The, yeah, the, like... Yeah, the problem comes with the writers, not with him. Like, he's a great voice for Optimus. But yeah, the but way that... Sorry, go on. I, I was just going to say, the way that um, some of the writers um, use him, um, mm-hmm. like in the movies, for example, you know, like, kill them all and all that sort of stuff, like yeah. that line... Yeah, it just didn't fit in with my idea of Peter Cullen's. Mm. Yeah. And then again, you read somewhere that you know he take he took objection to a certain line in the script or what have you, and he made his opinion clear then. But when they ask him to repeat the one shall stand line for the forty four thousandth time, <laughs> he doesn't have an issue. Like, come on, dude! It was great thirty years ago when I was watching it in the theater. But give it a rest, mate. Should piss off. Sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill, I think you, I think we might need to uh, give you a little bit of sugar in whatever you're drinking. Right? I need something. Yeah. Um, but no, look, I, I think by and large, I think I think yeah, fair enough. I, I I do sort of feel like whenever whenever you hear Cullen's voice as Prime now, it just sort of adds a bit of weight to each scene, even if that weight's not really warranted. <laughs> Like it could yeah. be, a, it could be a funny scene, but you'll still have this very mm. serious voice. And yeah. and you know, going back to just before, you know, I know we've dragged this on for a while now. Sorry, but um, <laughs> you know, we talked about the writers and stuff. But when the, the people in the studio engineers, do you know what I mean? Do you think they ever sat yeah. there and said, Peter, can you make it sound a little less epic every time you say a sentence? <laughs> that, yeah. that is actually that is actually the problem. Is that Peter like, Cullen is too going epic to the spaceship? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the spaceship. That's right. I'm taking maybe a some oil change. Yeah. That's right. I'm walking. Wow. Uh, okay. This stars. Is, like, uh, so, I believe. I believe the uh, episode title may be. Uh, you know, may become Cullen overexposed. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill having a bad day. I don't know. One of them. <laughs> okay. So look, uh, just quickly on robots in disguise. There's uh, some new concept artwork came out featuring uh, Underbite. Uh, which who, someone wrote into, into the run sheet featuring our favourite city-eating con. Sure. That wasn't me. I love Underbite, but that wasn't me. It wasn't me. I, was gonna, I, I can only remember the crab guy from <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, So, I've only watched two episodes of Robots in Disguise. I, I, watched, I watched two episodes and about ten minutes or five minutes of episode three. Mm. And, like, it's just sort of, I don't know, Underbite didn't grab me. You know who grabbed me in the first two episodes? Who? Grimlock. Really? Yeah, Grimlock. Cause well, like, fair enough. So, one, you, you know Grimlock's going to be an epic character anyway. But also, I can hear dogs barking outside my apartment. I'm sorry. <laughs> Probably barking at my cat, actually. Um, but just like the, the way Grimlock is sort of like, you know, dancing around behind Bumblebee and showing off. And then when someone points out that, uh, you know, you've obviously done something bad if you're in the Decepticon prison, she'd be like, no, I didn't. Oh, did I? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's good. Like, they didn't make him, um, you know, the usual dumb Grimlock, or at least dumb-sounding Grimlock. Yeah, that's, that's actually something that's quite refreshing. As, as we're saying, like, something that's refreshing about hearing different voice actors take on characters. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I quite find... I find it that is weird, nice. isn't it? You're, you're waiting for him to have that speech impediment, mm. and all of a sudden he's forming proper compound sentences, and you're like, the fuck? <laughs> well, it was interesting they um, did a take on that in the um, Fall of Cybertron game where he had that speech impediment but it wasn't because he, you know, was dumb or anything. It was just he had that speech impediment from Shockwave's torture and stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Which I thought was interesting, you know, not making him a dumb character. You can think he's a pretty good fighter. Oh, yeah, he's not not stupid by any stretch of the imagination. Grimlock was quite uh, quite thoughtful in the the Marvel comics as well. Uh, And, like, he didn't... He he still you know sort of spoke with the me Grimlock and stuff like that, but um, like he he had a lot to say about certain things, and uh, despite despite possibly coming across as dumb, you know they gave him some really good character arcs. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so we've also got um, the, some there's some one step changing strong arm and underbite characters. There's some first first in hand images of those on TFW 2005. Um, what do you guys think of them? I've got the um, deluxe steel jaw at the moment, and that's all right. But um, mine are on the way from Japan. Okay, I, oh. I don't think I've seen the one set. Let me have a. Well, uh, well, we we might talk about them. In a, we'll talk about them maybe next week or so. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> sorry that that was that was mis that was miswritten in the uh, in the run sheet. It's actually steel jaw and underbite. So. Oh, that that is yeah. the deluxe one, actually. I've, I've, that's the one that I have. Yeah, um, it's not a bad figure by any means, but um, it won't be to everyone's taste because it is fairly simple. I, so I actually see a bit of animated in the designs in in robots in disguise. Yeah, yeah, I, I see, I see that. I, I see it as a crossover between Transformers Prime and Animated. To be honest, that's sort of the style that I see. Yeah, I, I, I think that's I think that's kind of fair. Yeah. So look, I mean, these these are tiny figures, though. So it's really well. The one steps are yeah, Jason, like the AOE size, you know. So the ones that were littering the stores at the moment. Yeah, it's it's hard to really, it's hard to really get a feel for the line when you can only pick up its smallest versions. Because mm. uh, I mean, I've always found, I've always found that like the Legends class figures are not worth me collecting. Because- oh, you you just not say that I, I, I did because I would always look at them and see where they'd cut corners to make the figure that size you need to get a Revenge of the Fallen Legends Devastator my friend there is no chance of me buying a re- re- oh. re- 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 was it Revenge of the Fallen I can't even remember the name of the movie I've blocked it out so much there is no chance I'm going to buy a movie figure yeah okay what about um, Reveal the Shield Legends Megatron have you seen that figure? I haven't actually. He's so tiny. <laughs> He's so well, cute. it makes <laughs> it makes um, masterpiece MPO five look like crap. <laughs> yeah, I see. I, I That's see not it. hard. So yeah, I, look, I, I see a few pictures of it, but like, it's still like you know, when I look at it, I was like, well, so his arms don't bend, and all of this thing is just wrong with the figure. And it's like it's obvious that corners have been cut to make it that size. Well, you know, like. You've obviously made up your mind and you're not going to buy Devastator, but you know that big Supreme class figure that we had for sale here? You know, they form 
You know, they were just the alt mode robots and they formed Devastator. Remember that one? Oh, from the movie yeah, line? yeah, yeah. But I, I, I've got that one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, the Legends figures, Jace, actually transform into robots, transform into alt mode, and then also combine into Devastator. Yeah. So, that always amazed me. So for a, Legends, for a Legends class figure to do something its big brother couldn't, yeah. yeah, and how, how many does it combine though? There's like uh, six or seven of them. Yeah, yeah. I've got the box in my room, but I'm too lazy to go get it. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's it's not a video podcast. <laughs> lol. <laughs> wow. Did you just lol? I did. Yeah, oh. I've got a really bad habit now. <laughs> uh, ruffle. <laughs> Lamar. Yeah. Okay, let's 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 move on away from my controversial stance on legends and start talking about some uh, generations. So we saw some we saw some pictures this week of the platinum conehead reissue box, uh, which for the first time in a very long time is a release of Thrust, Dirge, and Ramjet. Yeah, um, and they are they're the original molds, aren't they? They're not, um, or are they? Uh, no, they're not modified. Yeah, so they're the original 80s moulds. Yeah, yeah, Thrust yeah. has still got his um, Starscream repainted missiles and uh, the rest, and um, Dirge has got... Well, Dirge's wasn't a safety issue, neither was Ramjets anyway, so... Yeah. They're all good. So, yeah, so it's the first time we've seen these figures issued in a while. Um, to be honest, I sort of wish that they'd used some of the more recent moulds uh, for them, or at least put, put something out with these guys, because... I think a lot of the people who've been collecting things recently with, you know, the, the sort of the much more impressive Starscream and Thundercracker and Skywarp figures, they'd love to have a proper set of the Seekers. Oh, yeah. Are you talking MPs, are you? No, not the Masterpieces, just more some of the, some of the Generations figures that have come out in the last few years. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. it, it would be nice to be able to actually have the set there. We know that they've said that when they... Um, we know that Hasbro has said that when they are using a Seeker mold, now they're going to do the whole set, but mm-hmm. I don't think the whole set actually includes Thrusters and Ramjet. I think it's only Starscream, Thundercracker, and Skywarp. No, the original trio. Yeah. Not, yeah. not, not the... Yeah. Um, I mean, they could. Like, not the new Coke flavour. <laughs> they, they did it with Titanium and a few other lines where they've just used the same base mold. You know, they did it with Armada, with Ramjet and stuff, so... Yeah. They, they can do it, but yeah, I mean, having six F-15s just with different colours does wear a bit silly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, no. I think when I, I, when I used to live in Singapore, I, I used to see there were like two-thirds size, I'm sure they were knockoffs, obviously, but they were like two-thirds of the original size, and they were selling like sets of these guys in boxes, and I think I have a set of six of these knockoffs. Okay. Um, I actually I need to check when I go back to back to my parents' place in Melbourne. I'm sure I've got these somewhere. And if I haven't, then I'll probably go and buy one when I go back to Singapore. Yeah. yeah. Are you going next month? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Should be up. It should be up there over Easter. I'm actually considering whether I should take the uh, take the microphone with me and see if I can uh, see if I can do a little bit of a, a um, an audio blog of what I've managed to find in some of the stores. Yeah, you should. Yeah, there's there's yeah. a few places that uh, some people in the group have been dealing with where I've actually been into their stores in Singapore as well. Mm. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, let's talk a little bit, only a little bit about, um, Age of Extinction. Uh, it does look like the line isn't quite finished yet because there's a Black Knight style color of the, uh, Age of Extinction leader class Optimus. Um, for those of you playing at home, maybe it could be a good Nemesis Prime if you are, if you are particularly so inclined. I mean, is anyone really surprised? It's another Black Optimus repaint. Wow. 
Yeah. They, they love them in Japan, don't they? Wow. Like, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I don't mind the red sword and shield, actually. Like, that that doesn't look too bad with the black, but um, I just don't think anyone needs another Optimus. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what else has been shitting me lately? What? Nimoy. Nimoy? Yeah. What, what, how, dare, how dare he die? No, I'm just reading stuff about people wanting a you know a fast tracked MP Galvatron to commemorate his death and stuff. Oh, piss off! I'm just <laughs> like, oh, come on! Someone posted a picture of a Galvatron mold into the club, and I have no idea what it's from. Um, it's a very tiny picture, and it's only got the back of it, but I have no um, idea. It looks like a prototype. Possibly. Uh, find us a link and we can talk about it. Yeah, um, okay, I'm going to get us back on track, sorry. Um, so that's to about 38.45. Sorry, just making some notes in an edit list. And... We're back! Okay, and so uh, the, other, the other Age of Extinction news is that Toys R Us Australia is apparently going to be selling the AD32 Stinger mold. Mm-hmm. Just the red repaint of Bumblebee, but surprisingly, I kind of like it. <laughs> I think it, it suits. It's not a Pagani. It's a massive no. fail. Yeah. Like, they can release a one-step, and they can't do a proper deluxe. Well, they've been doing that for a lot of characters that people have wanted their own mold for. For example, um, I think it was Dino or Dino from the uh, movie before that. Yeah, Mirage, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't even get the name right. They've got different names for him as well. Mm. Dino, Dino, Mirage. And, yeah. Yeah, I like I said, I'm not really interested in Age of Extinction figures or any of the movie figures, so I actually don't really know what Stinger is. is are the Stingers like the, the Veacon, like Decepticon figures? Um, no, he, he, the, oh, sorry, go on, Hayden. Oh, I was just going to say the humans created their own bots and he was their version of bumblebee or better version they thought. oh right yeah okay that's right so basically it's just a red bumblebee with a better car mm, much how, better. how they did not call him cliff jumper i don't know that's a good point actually mm, i occasionally make them um <laughs> let's talk a little bit about combiner wars because like i'm far more interested in combiner wars these days uh so we have seen wave two starting to appear in some club member collections already uh so they must have been doing some online shopping and yes i have <laughs> oh hayden we're jealous how are they are they good uh, the only one I picked up was uh, Air Raid, just because I wanted to complete Superion first. So you no longer want Superion-ish, you just want Superion? Um, <laughs> no, I, I like this one. I, I, I do like the new character they've got for him, Alpha Bravo. I think it's good, although it does look weird having four jets and one helicopter. Can, can I just point out, without, being, without really wanting to spoil the Combiner Wars comics, um, they actually do acknowledge the fact that there's new team members in the comics. Uh, so, like, they have Alpha Bravo in there, and, the, and he's talking about how he's a new aerial bot. Um, and then I think there's also some discussion over uh, over the new Staticon as well. So, yeah, ah, yeah, I think it's quite interesting to see, see that they've sort of acknowledged these changes that have been going on to the team members. It's kind of funny. I'm on the fence about um, the Menasaur change because um, Wild Rider is just my favorite Staticon. So the fact that they've um, replaced him yeah. kind of upsets me, but with Superior, I'm happy for it because I didn't really give much of a damn about Slingshot. <laughs> Aww. 
It's okay. Yeah. Apparently, Hasbro didn't give that much of a damn about a character that they couldn't copyright because his name resembled a basic child's toy. Aww. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So, Wave Three inbox images are making their way out. Um, a member has member on 2000 TFW 2005. I'll get it right eventually. Has posted a picture of Blades, Rook, Streetwise, and First Aid. Um, so that's uh, so those are those are the protector bots coming for um, coming in series three. Mm. We're also they're all the same wave. Yes, yes. For once, they're all the same wave. Uh, we're starting to see some confusing pictures of what wave four is going to be. There's going to be Ironhide, Mirage, and Sunstreaker, with some kind of a white Optimus Prime figure that has something to do with a legend-sized Hot Rod or Rodimus or something or other that forms a, a chess piece for the combiner. Um, does anyone have any idea what's going on here? I heard the name Masquerade Prime used and i don't really know where it came from so uh, perhaps someone can explain this for me bill well the masquerade is a reference to the g1 cartoon episode uh which i personally just think is a cheap way to repaint the toys anyway so i'm not a fan so what actually happened in that episode well megatron you know wanted needed parts to construct his weapon of the week uh (laughs) so basically the stunticons were his errand boys he was out to get him. The Autobots caught wind. They captured all the Stunticons. Long story short, they replaced one essential part with a fake one. Um, and then, to further confound the matter, um, the Stunticons escaped, formed Menasaur, and then Megatron put them to the ultimate test and said, can you form Menasaur? So using Windcharge's magnetic ray, they all held together <laughs> and formed Menasaur. And I Megatron- remember that episode. Megatron's weapon blew up. Everything went to shit. He retreated. The Autobots celebrated. And yeah, Starscream tried to take command. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, repaint. Yeah, repaint. It seems like they've. Uh, it seems like they've started the repaints pretty early. If this is if this is meant to be a two year line. I, I, I sort of, I sort of wonder if they're going to make Combiner Wars sort of come to a crescendo at some point after a, after the first few waves of it, and then sort of have a like an adjunct to it. It'll be like you know Combiner Wars with some other sort of some other sort of tagline under it. So it'll be like a second, a, a, you know, second series of it with a different name. Well, Quite see, I, I was thinking that they might. I feel like it has some relation to the IDW comics, like the fact that Alpha Bravo is in Superior now. Mm-hmm. makes me think that they're just waiting for the comics to catch up now. And that's why the repaint's coming out, just because they're waiting for the comics to come out, everyone to read them, see what happens, and then maybe introduce the next lot of combiners. Maybe, maybe. There is at least there is at least one combiner that's made right in uh, the first issue of the Combiner Wars comics. So, you know, if, you, if, you, if you got an issue of a Combiner Wars comic that didn't have a, some kind of a combination of uh, characters put together, then you, you'd kind of feel a bit disappointed. <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose of I a know, right? yeah. <laughs> featuring Rung. <laughs> I wonder what Rung combines with the rest of the furniture. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, look, let's move on to talk a little bit about some third party news. Um, there's a so. so there's always a bit of interesting lore around unreleased figures, even if they're official or if they're unofficial. And uh, there's a there's a, 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 a 
third-party packaging writer he's been referred to. Uh, he's posted some of his work about from, from some yet-to-be-released figures. Um, and, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of interesting. He's, like, written... He's written bios and uh, all this different information about some third-party figures that have not come out. So he's decided to he's decided to sort of break his silence and uh, talk a little bit about some of them. There's a there's a rather good picture of an impactor mold that I got to say I would have bought that. I would have bought the shit out of that. That looks amazing. Yeah, that's um, a redesign of um, Generations Warpath, which was already a very good figure on its own. Yeah, it's well. So it's not a, it's not so much a redesign of oh. Warpath. It's its own. It's like it's it's Igea. It's their figure. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I'm saying that the mold looks uh, very similar in the way it uh, is oh, designed yeah. with the legs. Oh, yeah. You can definitely see that's Warpaths. Oh, yeah, you can imagine the tank treads are too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the arms and stuff, I imagine it would transform uh-huh. very similar. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that that's a smart um, remold. Oh, yeah. well, you know, you're only reusing yeah, it's, the mold. It's, it's a smart rip-off, I think you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm actually really not familiar with this guy at all. Is uh, CZ Hazard um, is his, uh, his name according to his... Uh, or CZ Hazard. I don't know. Um, yeah, need to, need to really process this a little bit more. But there's uh, sort of... Dishing a bit of dishing quite a bit of information about some unreleased third party figures. He's talking about Power Glide, a wheelie, um, even some even some tape formers as well. There's some kind of a uh, some kind of a, a KFC Kia Aura <laughs> um, orange steel jaw. So yeah, I'm I'm getting a bit distracted just reading through this page. But yeah, if, if you if you want to have a if you want to have a look at some of the um, some of the stuff behind the scenes and what goes on in a third party third party figure game. Check it out. There'll be a link in the show notes. Um, so, Kids Logic. Who likes Kids Logic figures? I asked this for an interesting reason. Ooh, there's stony silence in response. Mm-hmm. Did you see my response on the run sheet? I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. That, so that's why I asked. So look, let's get to the news first. Kids Logic have announced that Wave Three of their super deformed line is coming out. They've got Jazz, Smokescreen, Ironhide, Wheeljack, and Megatron. Um, so some people like these figures. I'm not really a fan. I don't really like the blind packed aspect, and I don't really like the huge heads on them. Uh, I find the figures really hard to put together without uh, without actually breaking them because as you they've got these really simple sort of points where they fit together and uh, some of them don't fit together very well. You push them together and then they just break. Um, it, yeah. It's basically a build-your-own-bobblehead that doesn't bobble. <laughs> Build-your-own-head. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like some of mine broke before they even made it to a shelf. I was really just quite disappointed. I think, Hayden, you said in the run sheet, if it doesn't transform, I usually won't get it. And... Uh, yeah, that's basically most of my uh, collecting philosophy. It needs to transform for it to be a transformer. I, look, yeah. I, look, I would like to say that that's the case, but I know that I've actually considered buying some of the Mega SCFs from Japan, which I think uh-huh. they, they were the Heroes of Cybertron line in, in Australia and in the US. I think Bill was about to react derisively to that. <laughs> no, I quite like them. Like Action Masters, I quite like them. I quite like the Action Masters as well. I think we were talking about them the other day. I find the I find the Action Masters in general um, they were a good chance for Hasbro to make figures that looked looked cartoon and show accurate. 
um, mm. because they didn't have to transform, so they could do, you know, they could actually properly form the form the parts of them. No. I don't even remember what the gimmick was with Action Masters. Like, oh, they had little their little partners would transform, but then themselves were just like um, basically non-transforming robots. But so and so in the um, in the comics in the Marvel comics. They sort of did Action Masters by way of having uh, Grimlock become supercharged on Nucleon, and then he lost the ability to transform. But he had, like, you know, he had super superpowers, mm. um, and so like they, they never actually called them Action Masters. But I thought it was kind of funny as I've been looking at eBay auctions. I see like people selling off the Action Masters Starscream, where you know he is obviously a robot now. He can't transform back into a jet, but mm-hmm. his vehicle is a jet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Same yeah. with Optimus Prime and his armored convoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, dude? Just, you're, you're a truck driving a truck? Come on. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he should, he should be able to drive it without having an accident is really what we're Yeah, saying. I mean, you know, Prowl gets a bike, Wheeljack gets a Ferrari. Like, oh, dear. <laughs> um, okay, so... We also got this week first color images of X-Transbot's Wind Charger and Tailgate. Um, yeah, I didn't mind these guys too much. They looked pretty good. Everyone clicks through into the uh, into the images now. <laughs> so, so, so I'm I'm less taken by Wind Charger, but I got to say, as a uh, as a more than meets the eye fan, uh, Tailgate, yes, please, I'll buy mm. the crap out of that. Yeah, yeah. What do we think? I don't really know these characters that well, so I can't comment on it. Um, usually, I have to know a character before I can. So you know, you know what these guys look like to me. They look like a Nissan Exa. I'm just having. Give me two six. Mm-hmm. Just can't. Yeah, here we go. You know what I want? Are these mm-hmm. the the kit and car repaint? That's well, what I want. I think you, then, can, you can probably buy one of them and send it over to send it over to Travis. Travis, I, I so should. Hey, yeah. Uh, then you, then you can send it back to X Transbots and just go. You're welcome. <laughs> this is how it's done with a signed photo of the Hoff. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but like as a as a fan of Tailgate, because I think there's a lot of fans of Tailgate. Um, I'm quite looking forward to that figure. I'm going to figure out where I can go and uh, go and pre-order him. Ah, oh, one of our local kids should have one on order soon. I hope so. Yeah, that'll be nice. Uh, so, new picks are surfacing again of the Make Toys RM03 Hellfire, which is their <laughs> masterpiece-sized Inferno, and uh, I think that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, that's such a shit-looking figure. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think he's that bad. Oh, I mean, come on! He's got I mean, a bit of a gut on him. Look at those legs. Yeah, but the original Inferno had a gut on him as well. Yeah, but the the point of this line is, you know, you don't blow up an existing G1 toy and call it a masterpiece, do you? No. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, you like, sort I, of do. I, I, know, I know people on the board are probably going to rain hate on me for this, but that figure looks like pure ass. Um, I, I think it's funny because uh, when you look at him front on, just he's got his crane hanging back behind him. So if you've got a wide stance going on, it's going to look a bit awkward from afar. Yeah. All the uh, the, the yeah, bots are going to be lining up. <laughs> it's a tripod. <laughs> but, I mean, as a... You know, I look at his alt mode and I go, just go, wow. You know, it's the 1980s all over again. But then you look at his robot mode and I go, you know what? It's okay. It's just the alt mode shit. 
Yeah. You're probably right, yeah. And look at that, just speaking again of that ladder, that ladder extends a really long way. <laughs> Does it come with a little fireman accessory? No. They really should, like, rip off the spike mould from the MP series, put a helmet on him. <laughs> yeah. So, look, uh, so the... Um, Look, Make Toys has a pretty good reputation for making some pretty good figures. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I've no doubt of the figure's quality. I'm mm. sure that'll be up to par, but just from a, you know, aesthetics point of view, I really can't say I'm a fan of that. Yeah, I, I, I do see what you mean. Like, the, the ladder's just hanging there, and the front cab just doesn't really seem to have that much done with it. But, uh, look, we'll see. Once it gets coloured and, you know, see a few more, see a few more poses of it, it might just become drill-worthy. I'm surprised I haven't seen any digibashes of it yet. Has there one come up? Normally when these things come up, you know, someone's always the first to try and get the world first digibash in, but... I care not for digibashes. You know. Like, yeah. I, like, I just don't care. It gives us an idea, though, you know. But, it, but like, that's what imagination's for. Yeah, but my imagination, <laughs> you know, I was a boring kid. You were so were not boring, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> to, to me, it just says that um, there's just not that many people excited about it. That's the way I see it. Maybe. Look, Make Toys usually has quite a long uh, quite a long lead time on making their figures available. So, look, maybe there'll be some other stuff will come up in the next few months. But I don't know. Maybe it's also just the fact that they've chosen a not terribly interesting character. Like, yeah. like, like is Inferno really like a must-have character that's iconic to G1 for you guys? Uh, I mean, if you're talking iconic G1 characters, then I really don't see, you know, half the people up there that are, have, a, have a masterpiece, like really red alert. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's, that's the first name I think of when someone says G1. Yeah. I, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, okay. Look, uh, so let's move on. We've talked about X-Transbots. We're just going back to X-Transbots again. There's actually quite a lot of news about them this week. Uh, we've talked about their Apollyon, um, their much-delayed uh, Megatron figure, which it looks amazing. We just wish they'd give it to us. Uh, there is a there is a an interview with the uh, trans, X-Transbots Apollyon designer, um, which has been posted on wikialpha.org. And, um, yeah, I, I sort of... Uh, I sort of feel like the next wave of third-party characters imitating, or third-party manufacturers imitating Hasbro and Takara is going to be them imitating them on a company and a corporate level, like getting their designers out there and talking to media about, you know, the design process for their figures. And so, to me, I sort of feel like, um, you know, you guys should really ship the figure before you get out and start having your designer do interviews with people. I'm just waiting for the inevitable what was your inspiration question. <laughs> um, yeah, the... Uh, uh, oh, sorry, the line's fading. Oh, my God. Look, is that Hallie's comment? <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. To be perfectly honest, I'm not really interested in reading interviews with third-party designers. Oh, look, you know, fans, you know, people that are fan of the project, I'm sure they'll enjoy understanding the thought process that went into it. and Give them something to do while they wait for the inevitable... Yeah, pretty much. delay. It's, yeah, because <laughs> come April, you'll get the obligatory, sorry, there's been a delay, we'll see you in September. But here's another interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we've talked about it. <laughs> you know, I enjoy long walks on the beach. Wow, fascinating. <laughs> it's good to know, mate. Thank you. Give me my toy. <laughs> Uh, so, let's, 
I think this is the last one we have for X-Transbots. Um, there's a new images of their War Dog uh, figure, which is their not Warpath. And uh, it's like it's caused a little bit of a controversy this week because there's sort of a renewed, a renewed discussion about what a parts format is where it seems like Wardog has a massive riot shield that appears to be the bottom of his tank mode just sort of picked up and flipped up and attached to his hand. So do you guys, do you guys care about parts forming? Is it, is it uh, a no-no? Is it a yes-yes or is it a whatever? No, I don't see there was parts forming on this one because it's, no. it's almost weapon storage but they've made the weapon look like the bottom of the tank. It's a win-win. Really? Yeah, in my like, like when you say parts former, Omega Supreme is a parts former in mm-hmm. G1. You know, like to um, the G1 Seekers, they're parts formers. Yeah, they are because their fists just hang around while uh, while they're in jet mode and they don't have anything to do. Yeah, you know. Well, even so, G1 Optimus, you know, his fists had to be plugged on. Yeah, that's yeah, true as well. That's right. But, and then, you know. I, I, it, I guess in this case, though, it's just like a massive part of the robot. It's not actually a part of his transformation process. You just detach it and then you reattach it, and it's like, yeah, he's done. Well, the the thing is, right? They've they've took this sucker to prototype, right? Mm-hmm. They've coloured it, whatever. Then they've realised, oh shit, the treads when he's in alt mode don't lock well together. How are we gonna fix this? Oh wait, there was an episode called a Decepticon Raider in King Arthur's Court. Let's give him a shield, give him a sci-fi twist to it. You know what I mean? Mm. And it cleans up the bottom as well. Yeah, it cleans right. up the bottom, it hides the robot kibble, and it helps it lock together more. So, I mean, if they just came out and said that, as opposed to, well, he was a knight in one episode for ten minutes and turns into a shield, and <laughs> no shit. But it, it, it doesn't seem as parts for me to me, because it's no. a, an accessory. It it's is, not, yeah, it's not, it's not essential it's an to transformation, yeah. that's correct. It's not like his arm comes off and needs to be transformed on its own and reattached later on. Yeah, exactly. It's just an afterthought. You know, where was this? Yeah. Begi- where was this from the beginning? Yeah. Why is it only after you've gone a prototype and you've done a few test runs only now you come up and go, oh, here's an extra bit of plastic? Well, it could have been that they thought um, that once they got a better version of the prototype, like everything would lock together better, and yeah. it just didn't come together as they yeah. planned. Once they All got right. a few pre-orders in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, this is possibly my favourite third-party uh, story for the night. Uh, the Lunar Toy Store has put up a pre-order for Mastermade 002 Titan, uh, which is Metroplex. It's a super-deformed Fall of Cybertron-ish Metroplex with working red lights. He changes into all three modes, uh, as Brad kindly wrote in the run sheet for us, without parts forming. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a little bit of die-cast metal in it, and uh, he appears to even come with a smaller little City Commander Ultra Magnus figure. He looks really good. Have you guys seen this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know I said about the um, bobbleheads before, but um, <laughs> I don't mind on this guy because he can transform. Yeah. And uh, it, it looks, it looks, it looks amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm plonking down money for this as soon as oh, I can. Oh, so am I. Uh, they, they just miniaturized the Generations Metroplex, except yeah. for the head. Yeah, they just yeah his head just escaped the shrink ray, but but the head is even better on this thing. Like um, if people go and look at it, um, see the reviews that are on this guy at the moment, you can actually pull a tab on the back of his head and his mouth opens up and his eyes become angry. Like his eyes change <laughs> shape as well. Wow, that's awesome! And he's got the same gimmick of moving his eyes with a switch switch on the back of his head that the Generations Metroplex has. Oh, I see. Yeah, I I just saw the um. I just saw the, the picture of that on the Robot Kingdom. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really quite interested in uh, in this figure. It's 129 US on Luna Toys, but Robot Kingdom have him up to 110. I'd, I'd go with Robot Kingdom. I've dealt with them in the past. They're fairly fairly good from what I've experienced. Excellent. All right. Maybe, I don't know, maybe this is something that some of the local guys will get in as well. Yeah, so. and if people don't like the big head, there's um, talk on the forums as well of um, getting a smaller head for him so it's in proportion. Maybe um, maybe Perfect Effect can make a smaller Metroplex yeah, head. Yeah, have a third party for your third party. <laughs> Fun- funnily enough, uh, Perfect Effect has some uh, add-ons for the Combiner Wars. They've just uh, they've just published some photographs of their prototypes. So the new heads, new head, new feet, and new hands for Superion. Menasaur gets the same, plus some extra torso parts, and that makes him from oh. a more cartoon accurate look. And he can store his sword on his back. Whoa. No, sorry, I was just looking at the conversion rate. 109, 109 US is 140 bucks, sorry. Oh, so it costs more than the actual gigantic Metroplex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can get a mini one for more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, that's a little bit unfortunate. Um, but, you know, it's the price of third-party Transformers, really, isn't it? Then we've got to throw in the um, shipping cost as well, which would probably be about $30 if I... Remember correctly with Robot Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, something that's something that usually usually happens when ordering from places like Robot Kingdom. I have I have shied away from ordering from them in the past because of the shipping price and went and bought it on eBay instead. But yeah, look, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens when it comes out. It is on pre-order at the moment, although it does seem like a number of places are actually getting them in hand already. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, uh, sorry. No, I was talking about the um. I was still talking about the uh, the Metroplex, but yeah, no, the uh, the perfect effect, perfect effect stuff. Yeah, we're not entirely sure when it is coming out. Uh, also, with the um, perfect effect stuff, the feet and hands also turn into weapons. Uh, better weapons than what the sure. uh, <laughs> why <laughs> not? <laughs> That's original. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why, you know, why, why not? Let's let's make another gun for another gun for things with guns attached. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I kind of feel like I'm a little bit over the third party add-on stuff for uh, for some of the some of the Hasbro combiners. But then that actually does that does figure into one of our listener feedback questions that we'll talk about a little bit later on. I think we're done with the news. I believe so. Is there any more news that we should be talking about? No. Um, yeah. Not that I can think of. Oh, okay. I was um, I was having a look at a few websites, mm-hmm. um, and apparently there's. A masterpiece streak coming to Toys R Us. Someone actually did. We I think we did mention that in passing earlier, but I didn't know why. Uh, yeah, so a masterpiece streak, you know, the Japanese one. Well, that's the thing. Uh, the Toys R Us listing isn't very clear at the moment. It actually lists them as apparently Sun Streak, not Sun Streaker, but Sun Streak. So oh, okay. there is a bit. Of, there is a bit of confusion at the moment, but. So, the, so there's a masterpiece streak of some kind. We just don't know which one. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking it's the Hasbro Blue Streak one that was announced at um, Botcon last year. Mm-hmm. You know the images that we saw this year. Remember when the Devastate images were floating around? Yeah. Yeah, and we saw the box behind the German bloke. So yeah, yeah I, I reckon. Right. And 130 bucks. What? Oh yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. For 130 bucks. Uh, isn't Prowl like 80 bucks at the moment? 
well, 100, but yeah. So when I say like Will Jack's 80. 100, yeah. Yeah. Will Jack's 80. Yeah. But um, you got to remember Aussie when... Dollar. That's right. When Toys R Us purchased the, their masterpieces, the Aussie dollar was a lot stronger. Mm. Yeah. So I think there's been a 25% decline since the time that they purchased those figures to this one. So naturally, as consumers, we have to get the lube out. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, so look, uh, let's let's take a minute to talk about some of our collections because uh, some of us have some of us has slightly more impressive collections than the rest of us, don't you, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I'm just I'm just a modest collector, Jason. Fair enough. So this is this is the new editions part of the podcast where we like to talk about our latest additions to our collections, and we're going to expand that this week because rather than just talking about what we've got. I thought a far more interesting discussion is what we're looking for or what we want to add to our collections. Oh, how much time you got, man? Uh, I don't know. Look, we can, we can make it a two-part podcast if we want I think to. we might have to, eh? Um, so I'll, I'm going to go first this week because I changed the format on us. Uh, so I managed to get myself a Transformers hybrid-style THS G, G1 Convoy, uh, THS-02. Sadly, there was no box, um, but everything else, everything else came with him, and he's one hell of a good-looking Transformer. Uh, came off eBay. Nice. So yeah. I, was, I was quite happy with that. I have a, I have a THS01. I gotta say, uh, back around the time of Galaxy Force, or um, I think it was Galaxy Force was Cybertron, wasn't it? Mm. I really quite liked the look of Galaxy Force Optimus Prime. I didn't mind it, eh? Like it, it was, it was, it was a good-looking Prime. And so when they first brought out the hybrid-style um, Cybertron Optimus Prime, it was THS01. I jumped on that because I thought that is a really, really nice-looking figure. And I think they've only ever done two THS figures. Actually, that's probably not right. I think they've done a couple of others, but I think some of them were like Beast Wars or some figures that I really didn't care for. There's oh, also wow. there's also a repaint of the black one. Yeah, yeah. I, I just looked at it, and it looks <laughs> to me um, the robot mode just reminds me of Combiner Wars Optimus, just big and bulky. Yeah, except he's he's he stands sort of. Um, I don't know he stands about the height of a, a drinking glass. <laughs> yeah, he's, they're not. <laughs> they're, not they're not very big at all. They're not very. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Uh, so, in terms of stuff that I want to add to my collection. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how I purchased Beat Gugal. It was a, um, a pre-Transformers Insecticon. And uh, since then, I've been looking at other old pre-Transformers Transformers. And I found out this week, and I didn't know this, that Soundwave was actually known as Cassette Man in 1983. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I've decided that it's time to track that puppy down. I would like to get myself a 1983 Cassette Man, if you, if you know of one that's going on sale or if you're selling one you know give me a yell let's have a chat <laughs> is there any differences between the um so he's got cassette man written on written on his uh, cassette door um, and, and mc10 uh mc10 yeah micro change number 10 that's his oh, yeah okay yeah and i think he came with headphones i don't think soundwave came with headphones did he yeah and he did. okay mm. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, maybe it is basically just the same the same thing, just sort of ripped out and put in. So Soundwave was Soundwave actually a die clone or was he a different a different line? Micro change. Micro. Okay, right. So he was micro change. So yeah, he didn't so, have so. A, a space for a pilot, obviously. Right. What, what was that, an what, accessory? What, yeah. So what they did in I mean in Japan, you had your micro change and your die clone lines. Mm-hmm. Um, then the t- Takara, then the Hasbro 
company representatives during one of the toy fairs basically saw these lines and went, oh, yeah, we'll make the appliances and the weapons the bad guys and the cars the good guys. Sure. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, worked out for the best, didn't it? <laughs> and, and here we are 30 years later. Yeah. Um, okay, so, Bill, did you add anything to your collection this week? Sadly, no. No. I just had a bit of heartbreak. My wallet took a lot of punishment this week. Yeah, my HLJ pre-orders came through. Oh, okay. So you'll be adding some stuff to your collection in the next Yeah, so, so next week, yeah. Okay. I got all the um, the Japanese versions of Robots in Disguise, the Adventure Series, TAV, and Star Saber and Exhaust. I am also hoping to get Star Saber in the next week or so. Uh, if you recall, on episode one, I ordered it live from Premium Collect. So, <laughs> yeah, um, you did. We'll see how that's uh, turning out. Um, I think, I can't remember his name, the guy who runs Premium Collect posted on the group a few days ago that... Uh, They've just left Japan and they'll be on their way out soon. Shane, wasn't it? Shane, Shane? No, wait. No, it? Shane doesn't run Premium Collect. I can't remember the name. The guy oh, we're, we're terribly sorry. <laughs> I suspect he doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, no, really? Yeah, I don't know. It's, I just get that feeling. Uh, but if you do, and, uh, you know, do hit us up and we're sorry. But, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Hayden. Hey. Hayden. Oh, wait, wait. No, Bill, what do you want to add to your collection? Give us, give us, the, give us the 20 second version. Oh, Diaclone Marlboro Wheeljack would be top of the list right now. Cause I've got that a seems good, topical. MP I've got exhaust. A MP exhaust, bit of flavour, but sadly I don't have a spare $4,000. Um, oh, did you hear the backstory between MP exhaust? Which one? The backstory about... Yeah, he's got his own buyer. He's got his own buyer. No. Uh, apparently he's an employee of Marlboro Dynamic a massive interplanetary corporation that steals secrets from alien cultures around the galaxy. (laughs) And apparently he can quantize and convert his body into living smoke. (laughs) However, the stress of his job is actually getting to him, causing a chain cigarette smoking habit that the medical officer has warned is detrimental to his health. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what? what? Yeah, yeah, I'm reading it on uh, allspark dot com. Yeah, it's just they've put it up there, and that's his bio, apparently. <laughs> no way. Was it? Was that written by that uh, that guy we were talking about earlier? Who <laughs> was writing all about all the third party plots and stuff? Might have been the same guy. Never mind. That's just a rumor then. <laughs> oh man. So, hey, so Jack. Actually, I wanted to talk. I wanted to point this out last year. Last last year. Last week. The. Um, the uh, Mania King, uh, the Ma- Ma- Mania King figure that I got of uh, Third Party Galvatron last week, it has some fantastic English on its box. Have you guys have you guys seen this figure? Yes, I've, I actually got it uh, a month ago. How how good is the English on the back? I, I got the different box. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm just going to go and pick it up out of its cupboard. I'll be back. I was going to say because there's two versions of him. There's the more accurate colour, and then there's yeah. one with a... Yeah, it's the, fir- it's the first run that gets everyone wet and they buy it. Yeah. Well, then they oh, release the second run. They go, oh, that's yeah. the one colour. Oh, it's better buy well, it. I got the original one because I didn't really mind. Like, the second one was all right, but I, I kind of like the darker purple. I got the um, I got the vintage colour version. Oh, so, so, the, so the, the, also known as the only one that I can really buy without breaking the bank. But also, it looks like the cartoon. So, so in on the back of the box, I don't know about yours, but on the back of mine, it says, 
In that war, Mania King, one word, uh, Mania King was badly wounded because some of his guys betrayed him. There's a space between B and trade. <laughs> Wandering in the universe, he accidentally got a brand new body, much more power and loyal troops as well. Uh, he, nah. ac- he accidentally got them while wandering the universe. <laughs> yeah, as you do. <laughs> Using his new weapon, he can D space destroy a small asteroid by one strike. That's wow. Quite, that's, that's quite pa- that's quite powerful. Wouldn't, what if what if you just accidentally fire your cannon up into the sky? Oh, whoops! <laughs> <laughs> so with, with with greater power, Mania King do not put strategies as important place as he used to, and B B space comes more and more crazy and irascible. Yeah, so would I. Seriously. That's an excellent <laughs> word for a transformer profile. Irascible. <laughs> Now he is eager to tear up his tra- tear up the traitors and his enemies with a space in it by himself. That's classic. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Hey, Jace, mm-hmm. are you going to get the other beat stuff? Uh, so I don't know where to get them from. There's uh. only, as far as I'm aware, there's only one other beat toy that actually made it into existence as a beat toy um, because the other two they ran out of money to make. Because mm, I love that. I was just looking at the box art of it, and it would have been really cool. You know? Yeah, I know, right? It would have been cool to actually you know, recreate this, this, that. When you say Beatrice next to it, mm, how yeah. good's that? I know. What I actually think, um, what I was thinking of doing was because I've got uh, because I've got Beat Google, and that was Chop Shop. I think it would be cool to actually get a G one Chop Shop. Yes, it's yeah. kind of like you know, then mm. and now kind of thing. So, so tell us, what, what do you want to add to your collection, Bill? We, we haven't really got an answer from you yet. Just tell, tell us, like, three toys that you're after. Mm. Oh, obviously, Diaclone exhaust, but yeah. Yeah, that'd be one. A Diaclone battle convoy, I would kill for one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that'd be really good. And actual, I missed it. Um, funny, it's all Diaclone this week for some yeah, reason. It, there's a lot of Diaclone love this week. I know, there is. The actual, the constructor cons. Did you guys see that video? Yeah, they're orange. Yes. Yeah, and they come with like a little backing card and little cones and stuff, man. Like, <laughs> the thing's awesome. Like, uh, really good, no. Actually, what else? I mean, I've got them on eBay watch at the moment, but because the wallet got punished, there's no way. Um, I was looking at some Mexican G1s. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. seen a few Italian ones coming out, too. Yeah, the old the gig ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and... A Mexican Optimus Prime. You guys should Google that while you can. You I'm doing it. that right now. <laughs> Mexican Optimus Prime, and look at its eyes. Oh wow! They it looks like they just stabbed him in his eyes, and he's bleeding yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually factory. They did that to all the toys. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Scare the hell out of kids. Yeah. Well, I don't. Uh... Oh wow! Yeah. So, like, I found the I found the page, and like the the actual robot mode is way down the bottom of the page. I'm like, oh dear, okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I was actually very close to buying a G1 Optimus Prime this week. Mm. I I like I came very close to buying one. It wouldn't have been um like it wouldn't have been in um in uh in its box or anything like that but uh yeah no i just i i, I felt like i felt like buying a g1 prime you know is, is it from a reputable seller oh look, yeah yeah most most of the sellers on ebay look pretty good for yeah look, look pretty good for that i mean i don't buy from anyone that doesn't have good feedback anyway 
Yeah, it's just Optimus, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I got lucky um, a couple of years ago. I managed to pick up the 25th anniversary oh, yeah. release yeah. of G1 Optimus that they did mm-hmm. with the shorter smokestacks, but that was, I think, I picked it up for $40 at a Kmart. Kmart, nice. yeah. yeah. $40. Yeah. That was amazing to get that and came with a first ever Transformers comic. Uh-huh. And uh, some sort of speaker. I actually have the first ever Transformers <clears throat> comic. I I was actually given it as a birthday present a few years ago by uh, by my boss at the time. Oh wow, um, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> I, I I was actually really quite touched. Like I didn't expect a very I didn't expect a nice thoughtful gift like that. But uh, yeah, uh, so long story short, um, I, I was in I was in Fiji. It was for work. It wasn't for a holiday. And uh, my boss and his uh, girlfriend at the time went onto the mainland for the day to do some shopping, and it was my birthday. And they came back, and they'd been into a bookstore and found a, a in issue one of the Marvel Transformers comic and bought it for me for my birthday. That's pretty cool. That was really nice. So yes, it's somewhere around. I don't actually know where, but I know I've got it. <laughs> See, that thing would be framed up on my wall somewhere. <laughs> so apparently, they're not worth that much. I like I looked into it. It's it was just like oh yeah, it's worth like you know eight bucks. Oh, it's, got, it's got sentimental value. Yeah, exactly. It's got sentimental value. So, Hayden, tell us about your additions to your collection this week before we get too far into the weeds. Um, this week I got the Combiner Wars Air Raid. So, finally, my Superion is complete, or at least the current IDW Superion version. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. That's uh, that, that's pretty much right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And um, Air Raid's actually pretty good. Uh, he's definitely my favourite of all the area bots they've released so far. Surprisingly, um, I wasn't expecting him to like him as much as I did, but he's got a lot of detail on him, and I just like the colours over the other aerial bots. Excellent. So, what, what are you what are you looking for next? Um, uh, Planet X has just started their pre-orders on their next one, um, their version of Fall Tri- Cybertron uh, Slug. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm looking to get him next. I just picked up their version of Snarl uh, two weeks ago. And that's actually a really good figure, although they have been having some uh, quality control issues with the figure. Oh, really? That's a shame. Um, for example, my one came missing an entire piece. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, shit. <laughs> yeah, just a small little exhaust piece on one of the legs, but, but um, I've been in contact with Robot Kingdom, and they'll be sending a replacement piece. Yeah, that's um, a good of them. But a lot of people have been having problems with the uh, spine section. Uh, the plastic has been a bit fragile, so they're sending replacement parts to anyone who's had a problem, which is also pretty good. Um, I don't that that does a- seem to be the case with third-party uh, third-party manufacturers. It's like, oh, hey, I bought your toy, and then like six months later, it's like, here's another piece for it. Yeah. <laughs> but this is like an entire replacement for his spine and everything, and um, I thought that was pretty good because they're not charging an extra amount for it, I don't think, besides postage. Um but I am a bit worried because they've been on a good track record with all their other figures, so I'm worried this will um, sort of hurt their bank a little bit. Mm. And um, they might not release their Grimlock because they said they were going to do a Fall of Cybertron Grimlock. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they've got Grimlock well in their sights because they're expecting to make a lot of money off him. Yeah, well, they've released every other Dinobot now, and um, there was rumours of them doing paddles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, all right, so, so that's coming soon to your collection then, is the, yep. the new... The new uh, yeah, the Planet X. Um, yeah. They've been pretty good for a third party. 
Um, I'm finding I'm finding a lot of the a lot of the third parties once they get a few figures under their belt, um, they're just their general. Then they have a much better a much better name amongst collectors. Like when they're brand new, it's sort of like yeah, we don't really trust you, but then it's like oh yeah, no, you've put out a few good toys. Yeah, we like you now. Well, it was uh, funny. Their their first figure was um, Omega Supreme. <laughs> like for a f- first figure to come out, they did they went absolutely massive with it, and it <laughs> was really good. But it's still a three hundred dollar figure from a company that no one had known up until that point, it's and it sold well. With, it's the same with that um, third party Snarl now, isn't it? What's his name? Sever. Uh, sure. Yeah. The masterpiece style that they're making. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's their first foray into it. But, you know, as long as people like the prototypes, they're going to pre-order. Everyone yeah, pre-orders. It's just, it's, just, it's just like any business. It's just going to be a reflection on, you know, the product quality. Yeah, it has to. Well, it'll be, it's a reflection on how it looks at first. But then once, the, once people get their figures in hand, then every subsequent release is a reflection on the quality. Well, that's yeah, that, it, you know. Yeah. That's kind of why I'm waiting for the... Um, reviews of Apollyon before I put a order down on him. I'm still a bit worried about some parts of him. I'm sort of I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. Like it looks awesome and I feel like I should have it, but I just don't really know that it, I it, want it yet. Yeah, the the part that worries me is the um legs, the transformation of the legs. Hmm. They look like they have a lot of small pieces as well as um the uh gun barrel that uh goes onto his back. Hmm. the part that attaches to the torso is very thin. Even though it's made out of metal, I'm still worried that, you know, you drop the figure, it bends, that's it, it's done. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Look, we'll, we'll find out in a month or six. We'll yeah. <laughs> It'll probably be episode 27 before anyone's got one. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let, let's let's move on. And we have a couple of feedback questions this week. Um, there, it is feedback time. So if there is something that you want to hear us talk about or some burning question that you want answered, uh, or maybe you just want to talk to us about the podcast, you can uh, send feedback to transformerscca at gmail.com or just uh, keep an eye on the off-the-shelf, off-the-shelf Facebook page or just drop some comments into the thread when the, uh, when the post actually goes up containing this week's podcast. You, you're always welcome. And we do read all the comments, even though not all of us reply. I'm talking about me. Uh, so Alex Ching has two questions for us this week and uh thank you alex for actually asking questions for us third party add-on kits good option or should the original release have done better what do you what do you think i know bill i think you had a few you had a few things to say about this yeah well it depends like i mean are we willing to pay i mean what what can constitutes a perfect figure yeah I, so i i i personally don't really go for the add-on kits like mm. I, I kind of feel like, you know, especially with like Superion or Manosaur, I buy the figures, I assemble them together, I add on the parts that come with them to, you know, like with the extra fist or the feet, at least with Generation 1, the way they used to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's that's Superion and that's Manosaur. And then yeah. these extra parts that come out, it's just like, I don't really know why I need to add parts because I've already got Superion. Well, that's the thing, you know, third-party manufacturers are always going to be around now. So it's part of the landscape, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But you know, and then you go. You got to ask yourself. Well, if Hasbro were to, you know, let's look at masterpieces. If Hasbro were to include individual fingers for all their toys, would that bump the price up? You know, Definitely. would we then would we then be willing to pay more as consumers? No, we'd then whinge about the price. 
Yeah, exactly. That's so, actually, there's actually been a, a general consensus on Combiner Wars is that the price has been pretty good for them. They have. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they came back and said, well, all these extra bits and pieces, a deluxe is now going to cost you $35, hmm. you know, how would that affect the market? You know, because obviously, like all business, Hasbro has their, you know, deadlines and their budgets and their constraints to work to. Yeah. Yeah. But the good thing about third parties is, look, they're optional. If you prefer your figures factory standard, that's cool. You know, if you want to go for the add-on bits and pieces or whatever, you've got that option too. So, so yeah, I kind of feel it does come down to personal preference and work, yeah, work absolute, preference. Absolutely. And, and what you're looking for as well. Um, for example, with the Combiner Wars stuff, there was one that wasn't a cosmetic design like a new head or something it was um a new uh waist joint and leg joint for um menasaur mm-hmm. so that his legs could you know stand yeah <laughs> like he could have a proper stance with it and that's all it was it wasn't anything else just a new waist joint that you could place the current one with so you wouldn't even know that it wasn't there was an add-on attached yeah. to it and then you know you got the the wonderful figure like lone wolf yeah uh, like Sorry, I hate that figure. <laughs> That's such a pathetic attempt. The old mode's great, but God, the robot mode sucks. You know, so they're taking, you know, and we saw it with the fall of Cybertron Bruticus too. We got a yeah. slot. Yeah. You know, but yeah, again, you know, they give, they're giving you the options and, you know, if your pockets are deep enough, then why not? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a personal preference and a wallet preference. That's it. Yeah. So, so Alex's second question for us this week is uh, Masterpiece Star Saber would you buy it even if you hadn't seen the show that he's in and uh, I did <sighs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I actually don't remember the precise confluence of events that led me to open up my browser during the podcast and order Star Saber but uh, now, think- now that I know I, I, I know I did because I've got the receipt in my email now I'm just sort of like where is that it's, uh, it should be coming anytime soon new Transformer to play with new Masterpiece awesome I think it may have been those few red wines you had beforehand, mate. So, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, my wallet has taken a beating in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, through, through purchases of wine, purchases of vodka last night, and uh, yeah, purchases of Transformers. So. <laughs> Star Saber. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm biased. I love Victory. I love the original toy. My problem is I I don't know the character, so for me it's a definite pass. Um, Maybe if I read his bio, I'd probably like him getting, but uh, I've never seen a cartoon with him, so I can't really. Well, so, so there's, there's, a, a, there's a special bio for Star Saber, I believe, isn't there, the, that was written by an Australian? Yeah, the English version, yeah. yeah. It draws on his, um, uh, let me his see. If I, his that's... IDW comics. Yeah, yeah, presence, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? And naturally across the, you know, the internet broke because, you know, Hasbro paid someone to do a job. Yeah, you know, he presented them something. They okayed it. Uh, so I, can't, I, can't, I can't believe how society is decaying. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the talk about this, wasn't it? Uh, because it sort of had a more Gundam-style look to it that um, yeah. people weren't a fan of. The, the toy? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, the I masterpiece the, one. The, the toy was designed by someone new. I think they said it's his first masterpiece, isn't it? Yeah. Um, hang on, I'll have to look at that because I can't remember. But it was developed outside of the current masterpiece line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In in order not to, I mean, this if anything, this is a bonus masterpiece figure, if that makes sense. That's outside of Takara's parameters at the moment. Hmm. There you go. Cool. I have to look that up now because I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> 
Uh, that's okay. We can we can look that up and we can follow it up later or in, just follow it up in the group even. Yeah, I might do that. All right. So look, um, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty much done us for the week. Um, thanks for listening to everyone who's made it through the uh, the couple of hours that we've done for the podcast now because we are we are coming up to. Whoa, whoa, someone's a keyboard warrior there. Um, we are coming up to you know, a good hour and a half into the show now, so it is definitely time to wind it up. Um, you can, of course, find us all on Facebook, talking about all things Transformers in the Transformers Collectors Club Australia Facebook group. That's at facebook.com slash groups slash Transformers CCA. Uh, Bill, you're the, you're the fiery H. That's right. Yeah. I'm, I have no life. I'm probably on Facebook 24 hours a day, so just... just- <laughs> Just tag me. You actually, you actually do respond to messages in uh, in Facebook Messenger at all hours. I have noticed. Yeah, I, I that's. I mean, let's be honest. I have no life. So, <laughs> someone, talk, someone, talk to me, please. Anyone? <laughs> Hayden, how 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 do how do listeners find you if they'd like to take umbrage at anything that you've said tonight? <laughs> <laughs> That'll probably be me, actually. Yeah, but, they're probably going to go at me um, for agreeing with um, the Peter Cullen. Exposed sort of thing. <laughs> Sodom. It's a safe place. Um, you can find me over Facebook. Uh, just look for Hayden Vandenberg. I usually comment randomly through posts and stuff mm. on the site. And yeah, cool. Um, you can find me in the group as well. I'm Jason Murray. Um, you can usually find me trying to chuck in weird non sequiturs on certain people's posts here and there. And uh, I do spend more of my time in social networking on Twitter. So you can find me on Twitter at jm77. Nice. And that is about it for the show. Thank you and for listening, everyone. Wait, what, what, what? Hisashi Yuki is the lead designer for Masterpiece Star Saber. <laughs> I, do, I don't know why you derailed the outro for that, <laughs> but it's okay. That is the Sorry, end of the show. I've thank you, to... everyone, and thank you to Hitashi Yuki for uh, interrupting our flow. <laughs> My apologies. Thank you for listening, everyone. Take Thanks, it. everyone. Ciao. See you next week. Cheers. Thank you for downloading this latest episode of Off the Shelf, the voice of the Transformers Collectors Club Australia. For further information, check out Facebook, where we have our Off the Shelf page, hit like, or even check out the Transformers Collectors Club Facebook group. Any and all feedback is more than welcome. Um, You can send email to transformerscca at gmail.com or head on over to iTunes and leave us a review there. Also, Podbean have a review section where you can rate us and that way we get out to more people. Till all are one.